This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today, we're going to talk about staying present focused and how we can leverage staying present focused to increase the joy and the the excitement and the awareness of the different things that we have going on through the day, whether that's, you know, doing laundry or having coffee with somebody or meeting somebody new at work, whatever it is, we're going to try to leverage that focus in order to increase those moments and specifically the joy that we experience or that we can experience in those moments. One of the most important aspects of increasing the joy in life is to focus on the present focus uh, on the present moment. So being present in the things that you do. Pay attention. Don't don't mindlessly go about your day or mindlessly go through your day-to-day routine just because it's something you do every single day. But be present in all of the things you do. We often can are, 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 we often choose to live in the past and think about the past and dwell on the things that have happened to us in the past but when you con- consciously take a opportunity and consciously focus on what's going on now you get to leave the past and we've talked about before trying to move past who you were previously and and continue to move down the path forward as opposed to being dragged back by what happened yesterday or last week or whatever. So this is a step in that direction by staying present focus as far as what is going on at the moment right now. And I think too, that doesn't always, or it's not always um, specifically in the past too. I think sometimes we're, we're always looking forward to something else or anticipating something or building up to something. And that can also take away from being present in the moment and going and, and, and really engaged with what's currently going on too. And, you know, we can expand upon that, the different levels that it, it kind of um, entails. But I think, yes, it's often easy to get caught in the past, but it's also often easy to get stuck on thinking about the future or anticipating something that you think might or is going to happen. Um, so I think it's a, another aspect to it as well. Yeah, you know, and and that actually brings up a good point because sometimes if we are thinking about what's going to happen next or we're expecting why to happen or we're excited to do that thing that's happening this weekend, then we blur through everything that happens during the week and we get to that cool, exciting, fun thing on the weekend and maybe it lives up to what you thought it was going to be and maybe it doesn't. But Regardless, because of the way you decided to spend your week, you you blurred through it. You fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Okay, great. Now I'm here. Oh man, that's it. That's not what I. That's not what I was hoping for. All right, fast forward, fast forward, faster. Okay, now I'm at this spot. You know, it, it reminds me of uh, there's a movie Adam Sandler, and he gets a remote click. Uh huh. Yeah, click. He, he gets it from Bed Bath and Beyond, and he goes into the Beyond section uh, to get the remote. But he fast forwards through, you know, his, his whole life, and then you know it's it's over, and and he he all the mundane, all the normal things. He's just fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Okay, great. Okay, fast forward, fast forward. Okay, and then he goes into that, you know, whatever that area was that he fast forward previously, and the remote knows, and so he just okay, let's skip over this. This is nothing. I want I want to pass this up and. 
you know, at some point later on in life, he, he, he realizes that he missed out on the, the, his life, all of the, all of the experiences because he chose to fast forward through all those things. And so, you know, that, uh, was, you know, I, I don't know if how well that did, you know, or whatever. I mean, people have seen that before, but, um, this is a very interesting concept and, and, you know, really that is what we're talking about and being present focused and, and that's kind of the cautionary tale to, you know, what happens if you decide to skip over and fast forward or let your mind wander while you're going through doing the things that you're doing, you, you miss out on your life. And at some point, you know, maybe it's, it's a huge number of years later on down the road, you realize, man, you know, I, I, you're trying to think back to, you know, whatever that, that time was, the easier times that are in the past. And you're like, man, I, I don't actually remember those because you weren't paying attention. You weren't aware of what was happening as you were experiencing it because you were always looking forward to the next thing. So take an opportunity to be mindful, right? Take, take, make, a, make a practice, a daily practice, a daily habit of being mindful throughout your day. I know for me, one, one thing that I do as a, as a daily practice that helps with this is my, my journal, my, my daily log that I go through. One of, the, one of the areas, in fact, two of the areas, I have a favorite moment that I, I write down every day, and then I have something I'm thankful for every day. And I do those, I, I consciously choose to do those at the end of the day so that as I'm going through the day, and I, I've done that. I've done it for long enough that I know that that's something I'm going to have to be uh, writing down or thinking about at the end of the day. And so that gives me an opportunity as I'm going through the day to remind myself to be present, to pay attention for if if for anything, so that I can have something to write down in that little box later on. But in doing so, that brings my my mindfulness, my attention, my focus to what is going on at the given moment, and, and, and it almost. Well, maybe this is a little bit of a stretch, but it almost gives me an opportunity to search out those moments and search out those things that I get to be thankful for and, and, and gives me an opportunity to find moments and make moments that are my favorite moment, the most memorable thing that happened to me through the day because I know consciously that that's something I'm going to have to you know hold myself to later on. And so doing that changes how I react and, and how I respond to the day. I get to kind of shape and mold it with a purpose of being mindful and being focused on what's going on because I want to have a favorite moment for the day. I want something truly that I, you know that I can I can say that yeah I'm thankful for X or Y or whatever it is. And um I that seems like it's such a small thing tracking that at the end of the day. But to me, that brings forth a sense of mindfulness throughout the day because that forces me to think about the things as opposed to just click fast forward for, for my day or my life or whatever. Do you ever find it going the other way though? And what I mean by that is instead of being present in the moment, you're focused or trying so hard to make a moment that is memorable or to make a moment that is is something that you can you can put down as the best moment of the day. So instead of just being present and going with the flow and letting things happen, do you think you find yourself, or maybe not find yourself, but do you think that you put yourself in a position where you're trying so hard to control everything and make it 
be what it is rather than just experience what it is. I'm not I'm not trying to push back on your 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 process there, but I think it could go the other way too, where you 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 think that you're present focused, but really what you're doing is you're just trying to set up this perfect moment so that you can write it down in your journal at the end of the day, which I don't. Maybe that is present focus, but in my head, that's that's not because you're trying to fabricate or create something that you can say is is you know a good moment or a good day, and then I I, may, I don't know I, I, maybe it could be taken the other way. Maybe I'm just playing the the devil's advocate here. No, I, I see how that could happen, and for me in my practice, uh, what what that involves uh, for me is, is saying yes to things that I wouldn't always say yes to, or, um, making the time to, you know, I'm, I'm folding clothes and my daughter asks, Hey, can we, can we play Barbies? Instead of saying, no, yeah, I'm going to fold the clothes first. Okay. I'm, the clothes will be there later. I'm going to play, I'm play Barbies. I'll say yes to that. And And then I can, the clothes will be there later, but her desire to play with Barbies will not be forever. Right. In five minutes, that opportunity for me to, to help her, to play with her could be gone because she, she's changed her mind and she's moving on. She's doing something else. Or so, not to mention you say no this one time, she's never going to ask you again. So then there's countless times you could have played Barbies when that goes away. Yes. And so for me, I, I, I guess I could see that while you're trying to orchestrate this huge, big thing. And I, I don't know that it needs to be a huge, big thing. It should, could be something small. And again, for me, lots of times it's, it's understanding my, my priorities, my, my values and trying to, make an opportunity or, or to help myself remind myself to say yes to things um, more frequently than no. And I think that for me has been probably the biggest thing that helps to have those favorite moments at the end of the, at the end of the day and, and the things that I'm thankful for. Sure. So it almost sounds like the opposite of what I just said in that it's not so much you're trying to control what happens during the day and more of, letting go of control so that something might happen that could be more of a potential good moment or, or a great thing to on put occasion. It in and, and, and on, on different occasions, like I might try to say, okay, Hey, like, you know, if I, if I, if we have the, if it's the weekend or something, okay, Hey guys, well, let's go and, and we'll go to the park. And that's me. I'm, I'm pulling the strings, I'm orchestrating and maybe that happens great. And if it doesn't happen, okay, fine. Then we'll find something else. But you know, I, yeah, I don't know that, you know, every moment, every day of your life is going to have this huge, big, crazy, meaningful thing, but trying to find the meaning or trying to find present, trying to be present focused so that you are aware and, and can feel and, and experience the, the meaningfulness, the, the positivity, the joy throughout the small things in life, they don't necessarily all have to be you know, hey, we went to the Grand Canyon and we hiked and, and we found a, a bald eagle and he broke on my arm and I, I gave him a note in his little wing and I, I, it doesn't have to be, you know, I don't know, people, some people might, that might be, a, a you know, something that can be on their list. But I, just trying to find the, the joy in the day-to-day, relatively mundane experiences, but to, to bring mindfulness and joy and, and, and focus to those things. Um, perhaps would maybe be the lens to look at that through. Sure, yeah. You know, to to pull in another movie reference, have you ever seen the movie uh, About Time? I have not. Uh, 
long story short, spoilers, of course, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, there's a, a, a family, they have this ability to travel back in time. All of the men in the family can travel back in time. And so, you know, this, this, this guy traverses the ability and ends up traveling back in time and he gets some words of wisdom from his dad. And what his dad would do is he would live every single day normally with all the failures and disappointments and terrible things that would happen to him. Then he would travel back in time to the beginning of the day and relive the day trying to find or focus on the good things and have fun and joke around and just be really lighthearted. And then eventually he stopped traveling back in time because he was just living the day and enjoying living and finding the joy in every mundane thing. And so I think that's a kind of another um, comment on being mindful, you know, instead of getting caught up in the things that go wrong or the things that didn't go the way you want or the disappointments and things like that, you can instead find the joy in the small things or learn to laugh at yourself and kind of, kind of go with the flow and sort of thing. So you mentioned the one movie earlier, it made me think about this movie too, as we're talking about it. And those are two wildly different things, I think, or, or could be two different things. However, you know, the, the idea there is to be present and to enjoy things as they come and not get so caught up on the, the failures and disappointments and the things that don't go the way you want them to, rather than just finding happiness in what you're doing day to day. So I judged another thing that was running through my head. I don't know if you'd seen that before or not, but no, I have not. It seems like a, a an interesting kind of offshoot of, of Groundhog Day almost. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he willingly lives his day over, so a little bit different there but sure yeah yeah i agree and so before we continue something that crossed my mind as we were we were bringing up this topic of mindfulness and i don't think there's a right answer i'll, I'll preface it by saying that however what is your opinion or your feelings on people who are always recording everything that's happening with their phones or taking pictures of everything that's happening do you have any opinions one way or another so I guess my my clarifying question for that would be, what is the intent for the photographs? I, I don't know. So, okay, I'm going through the day, I'm taking pictures of my meal, I'm taking pictures of my 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 desk, my, you know, whatever it is, I'm, I guess. Okay, I'm taking... yeah, sure. So I guess the intent behind, and in my mind, it's more of like concerts or events or, uh, you know, uh so we're on this necess- trip, and how am I going to find a great, really, a great picture to take of this trip, or whatever it is? Not necessarily mundane things, but events that happen. Sure, yeah, I guess that's the important thing to clarify too. Yeah, it's not necessarily, hey, let me take a picture of everything I do today, but hey, I'm going to go to this concert, and the whole time I'm going to be staring at my phone because I'm trying to record what's happening in the concert. So, for me, I we go on on vacations or concerts or something like that. We'll take a few photographs. Uh, mostly before you know like a concert would happen maybe a, a few during like a few like five you know over the course of the whole concert at, you know at most somewhere around in there um and then maybe uh, something afterwards because i don't want to live life through my my phone i don't want to you know i want to and if i'm taking a, a picture or even a video for something like that i will have it, but I'm I'm not looking at life through my my camera, my phone screen, but I actually looking around to see those things. I I don't. We're on on vacation somewhere. We'll you know a few snapshots, a few snapshots of you know, hey, we're at this cool place. Let's check it out, but not 
you know, oh, look at this and that. And, oh, wow. I, I, I don't search out interesting photographs to, to take uh, while I'm on vacations or something like that. Sure, yeah. And I, I would agree in that, you know, I have a, a few pictures on my phone here and there, but my phone itself doesn't have many pictures on it, despite how long I've had the ability to do that. And I think part of my reason for bringing this up is that I know people that are always taking pictures of everything and always taking videos of events or things that they think are cool. And, and I kind of butt heads with that number one, because, and again, I think this depends on the person. I'm not trying to say it's right or wrong. And I I think that everyone is different about it. So I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's entirely a bad thing, but for me, it's just not something that I do or something that makes sense for me, you know, cause I'll take this picture of something or take a video of something, the odds or chances of me going back to look at that picture or watch that video in its entirety, very low. So I just have this picture existing or have a video of this song existing on my phone that I'm never going to look at again. If, you know, maybe one or two times. And so for me, the trade-off of the dividing my focus during an event to take a video of something or to stop what I'm doing to make sure I get a good picture of whatever it is, is not worth it because I'm not going to go back and relive that the way that I think I'm going to go back and relive it. Now, I know people, and I'm sure there are other people too, that do often go back through their camera roll and look at their pictures and videos and relive the moments of things that they were, they were in. But personally for me, I feel like that takes away from being in the moment. Um, I, I, I just doesn't, to me, it's not something that is helpful. And if anything, it makes it, it takes me out of it rather than puts me deeper in it. And like I said, I know I'm not going to go back and look at it. So I know I'm not going to utilize it later. But then again, like I said, I'm not actually being involved in the thing that's happening because I'm trying to focus on getting a good video or a picture of it. Um, and like you said, I think you can put your phone up and then kind of look above your phone or whatever. So you're not actually looking through your phone, but I, again, I would say that I don't think I would ever go back and look at that thing and be like, Hey, remember that one time I did this or vice versa. I'll go back and look at pictures I take, I take in or videos I take in and say, what the heck is this? Why do I have a picture of this? Because in the moment I thought it was cool. Now, three months later, I don't remember what it was, you know? And so I don't see the point in doing it rather than being there and existing. And in some ways, I think that going somewhere or doing something and collecting memories and being able to look back on those memories, I, I think those things change and I think those things are unique. And sometimes having video or photographic proof, I think, takes away from that. And kind of what I mean is, I, you know, even if you think back on childhood and stuff like that, I'm sure you have fond memories of things that you did or, or even just times that you would, you were playing with your toys for hours on end and it was the coolest thing ever. And now you look back and, you know, you pick up one of those toys if you happen to have it and be like, how the heck did I have so much fun with this toy? Because it's just not the same, I don't think. And, and, some of that similarity is, you know, I think if I were to be at a concert and enjoying a concert and then try to go watch a video of that same concert, it wouldn't be anywhere near the same level of enjoyment or fulfillment or pleasure because it's not the same thing. And so I don't want to take time away to take this video that's not going to give me the same feeling as actually being present and being there. And so, like I said, I think 
the photographs and the videos are cool to have, but they're not going to give me the same feeling that I had in the moment. Or later when I want to go back and relive that, I think my memory of that thing is going to give me the feeling I'm searching for rather than the video or picture of the thing. Again, that's just me and the way I think about it. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think it's different for every person, but I don't, you and I never talked about that together, but that's at least some of how I view that type of type of scenario. Right. So I guess to, to, to go back to this, or if I can revise my, my answer, my, as I'm taking those pictures before, after the event, or maybe a couple during is so that I can remember those. I'm, I'm older than you. How, how much older am I? I think eight, eight years, nine or eight years, eight or nine years. I, 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 my, my memory, I don't think is as good as yours because I'll go back and look at, at, photographs and like, oh yeah, I remember doing that. That that will call my attention to remember whatever it was. And with kids taking photographs, you know, a, a plentiful amount of times, okay, yeah, this is they're just doing something normal. But at events or, or memor um times I want to remember whatever it is, taking a photograph of that helps to remember that. You know, I, I can remember certain things if if i'm if i call my attention to it but the photograph will help me guide me perhaps to oh yeah this and then i can remember the event and, and other things that happened around or during that time because I, I i saw the photograph that that kind of sparked that memory for me i don't i I'm, don't agree with you know living my life through the screen and just you know, videoing everything or taking photographs abound, but on events or birthdays or those type of things that I perhaps would want to experience and and call my attention to later on, I I would agree or or maybe differ in opinion for you. I I don't know that I can remember all of those things, and and maybe that's a a, a flaw with my memory, but with the photograph. And again, I, I don't take a huge number of them, but I have, I do have them. And the times I go through them probably is not as much as I would like to, but I know that at some point, 10 years from now, being able to look back through five years previous to now, so 15 years total, I'm not going to remember most of the things, despite, you know, consciously paying attention and being in the moment if I can have a photograph that will help to spark that'll be the the catalyst that will be like oh yeah hey remember this oh yeah I do remember that and now I don't know what app it is on my phone I think it's a google photos but it'll say you know every couple months or something it'll it'll have like a um a remember when or something and it'll play play like a little photograph collage of like a, of, like a recap kind of a thing. recap yeah uh, yeah and you know as as we're talking about this i'm thinking you know perhaps in my yearly review it might be interesting to go back and, and look at some of the photographs that were from this year but also at some point through through the through the year it would be nice to, to go back and kind of do a snapshot of of a couple of years past um, just to get a couple interesting things. And maybe part of the practice for that is to, when I do my yearly review, I, I take five photographs and I make those like the, the, the summary of the year in photographs, uh, five or 10 or something like the, the key things that happen. And then 
as I'm going through my yearly review, that's part of the practice. Okay. I get, you know, my, my five favorite moments from the year. Great. And are there photographs that match? Okay. They are because they're revolved around this event or the birthday or whatever it was. And then I can have that and that story sort of say of, of, you know, five photographs for the year. And then I can look back 10 years ago, okay, great, there's the five photographs from that year. Cool, I remember those things that I don't know that I would be able to remember as well or, or even at all if I didn't have those photographs to, to spark that memory. And again, I, 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 I'm, I'm speaking really of using photographs as a tool to cause that, remember, that, that remembrance to happen because I know at some point in the future, I'm not going to, rem- I, I already don't remember things as well as I did, you know, that I, without those photographs, I don't know that I would be able to re- recall that information. I don't know that I need to, re- to remember everything that happened, but to have a opportunity to remember some of those things I think would be helpful. Um, so I'm not, I'm not saying, oh yeah, take pictures of everything you do. That might be a little bit much, but the big things, big events, you know, this was really cool. I want to remember being here doing this. And maybe you'll remember without it in, in 10 years and 15 years. But if you can have a photograph, it takes up, you know, such a, maybe, you know, such a small amount of space and then have a opportunity to review those things. Maybe it's a yearly, maybe it's, it's some other, some other time span that you choose, but to have that and, and be able to kind of surf through maybe it's a half an hour you spend to to review the time that you had in the past just to remember those things and then what can that do to your present and to your future that does that give you an opportunity to you know that was really fun that we did this we went to this concert i really like them i haven't thought about them since then maybe we should try to so what are they oh yeah look at that they're they're touring they're going to be in our you know and then that gives you the opportunity to kind of relive that experience through that photograph and the memory that you have. But then that also gives you the opportunity to set something up, you know, moving forward that, that you can do that again. Um, and, and this is a, a really long winded answer, I guess, to, to your, to your question. But no, I think it's, it's good. I hadn't really thought of it from that aspect before where, you know, if you're able to, in the moment, take a quick picture not with the intention of trying to capture that moment or feeling or make that the whole experience, but with the intention of being able to recall this later, you know, it's maybe it's a fine line too, because we're also talking about not living in the past. So if you're always looking at the pictures you took in your phone and trying to relive those memories instead of being where you are, I think that might be um, unproductive for what we're trying to do. However, to your point, if you go back every once in a while and try to relive those big events that you may not have remembered that you want to remember, it can be helpful. So, And I don't know that I would say relive. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if I want to relive those things. Just remember or Remember those recall. things and, and, and not forget them because those things that I did were made me part of who I am. I don't want to relive them. I maybe want to do them again, new and different, um, but I, I don't necessarily want to forget them. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, maybe I hadn't thought about it from that perspective before, but I, you know, I, I don't disagree with that idea of having the picture to go back and recall the things that are happened. But 
you know, like I said, I just, I find a problem with trying to photograph everything and, and trying to capture everything and in, in the hopes of trying to, you know, remain or to, to recall that thing and relive it at a later time. And, you know, to play it further, further devil's advocate, you'd mentioned before that, you know, things might happen that you might not remember if you didn't have a picture before. Well, I would argue that if you didn't remember it, then it wasn't that important after all. However, again, that's just more of plain devil's advocate because I know that there, and you know, in my, even my in my own experience, things I've forgotten that I've seen a picture of and been able to think about, oh yeah, that was cool, that event or that place we went or that show we went to or whatever it is. I, I can resonate with that sentiment before too. But like I said, I guess I could further... Uh, cause some problems by saying if you don't remember then it wasn't important enough but that's not always true either because we are fallible humans who forget things that we shouldn't forget anyway so but you know that's a great way to look at it i think yeah you know again it i there i think there like you said there has to be a fine line you don't take pictures of absolutely everything but some of the big key things i think you know to take pictures of birthdays and and um parties and maybe concerts again i maybe don't videotape the whole thing nobody even if you videotape it you're not the chance of you going back and watching the whole concert through the video you took on your phone very it's not the same experience absolutely yes i agree it's not the same experience but like i said earlier i would never be one to do that but i know people that do that and they enjoy it and they're able to watch videos and show their friends and, and and it brings them some sort of joy and so that's why i started all this by saying i don't think there's a right or wrong answer i just personally i that's not doesn't work for me. And if anything, it takes me out of it more than being in it. Um, so I just wanted to kind of get your feedback on that. And unfortunately, you and I are kind of similar. So I figured we'd have the same sort of idea, but it doesn't mean that other people don't feel differently or feel like that doesn't have value to them, you know? So I don't want to say that you're never going to go back and look at that because I think it depends on the person. But I, like you said earlier too, I guess it goes back to your values and what's important to you. And if you want to have that video and you know that you'll watch it later and it brings you joy to watch it later, then take the video. Sure. Go ahead. But I just know personally, like I said, I don't find value and I know that I won't go back and, and watch that video most likely. So I would rather be there and be present with my phone in my pocket watching what's happening than trying to capture that so I can view it again later. But you know, it seems to everything that we talk about comes back to your goals and values. But if that's important to you, then do it. Sure. If you can do that and that's part of living in the moment for you and and making the best of what you're going through, do it. Sure. I just don't think that's for me. And and seemingly that's not entirely for you either, but that doesn't mean it's not for somebody else. Right. Fair enough. So we've talked a little bit about mindfulness and I guess maybe we should have done this previously, but maybe it would be good to, to clarify or define Mindfulness and and really mindfulness is is the practice of bringing your attention to your body, to your environment, and noticing any sensations or thoughts without judgment. And you know, taking time, maybe it's only just a few minutes each day to be mindful and present and 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 live in the moment. Allow your your senses to experience what's happening. Bring attention to your 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 body, to your environment. Um, thoughts, emotions that you have. And I think that, you know, in doing so, whether you are going through the day-to-day, everything is the same, doesn't matter if it's at a, at a big event or whatever it is, obviously those are going to lead to different type of emotional experiences for you. But the practice of being mindful and being present, allow your body to feel the things that are around you, 
take notice of those things and do your best to hold on to those and remember those. I think that really is key to being present focused. Allow yourself to experience those things. And then on top of experiencing them, feel them, remember them, sense them, those things that are happening around you. You know, beware of your thoughts. Our minds, everybody's minds are consistently wandering, thinking about what's going to happen next or what happened before. What do I have to do later on? All the time, it's always moving and moving and moving. It's important to be aware of your thoughts and be mindful of how they can affect your present state. Because again, we, like we talked about, if you are going through, you know, if I'm, if I'm playing Barbies with, with my daughter, but I'm thinking about, man, I got to do that laundry when I get done, then I'm not, I mean, a portion of my body, my mind is, is paying attention, is present, but also I'm, I'm thinking about the mundane thing of, of doing laundry afterwards. So when you notice your mind wandering, or thinking about what's happening next as opposed to what you're doing right now, take a few minutes to observe your thoughts and then let go of any negative thoughts or emotions or future things that you can remember later on. Now, unfortunately, the, mind, the way that our minds work is we're pretty good about having ideas. And this is, if I'm not mistaken, this is David, David Allen. Um, has this belief as as part of his uh, getting things done structure. Our minds are really good about having ideas, not the best about holding them. And so if that means you have to take a moment to jot an idea down or to, to write down what you need to do next, then do that. And then go back to what you have to do, the mindfulness, the, the, the experiences that you're trying to have and to feel and to, to be aware of. You know, that's going to be key to experiencing the joy in the moment, not thinking about, man, I have a, you know, I have a, a list of 18 things I have to get done today. There's no way I'm going to get them done. I'm going to have to push those in tomorrow, but tomorrow's already full. Don't just let that be. If you already have a list for those things, even better, because then you don't have to try to remember them. They're already written down. They're on your list. You can be present. You can be mindful and be aware of what's going on right now. Because those things are already written down. And, you know, part of this too is, um, we mentioned it before when we talked about having judgments and letting yourself feel that judgment, but then thinking through it. Or we talked about this with emotions, letting yourself have emotions and feel your emotions rather than trying to control everything that you feel and everything you think about. Let yourself have those thoughts and feelings and let yourself process those things and work through them and recognize what you're thinking. You know, you have that judgment about someone based on the clothes they're wearing. Think, oh, hey, that's not right that I should do that and be mindful of your thoughts. Don't let that control you and don't try to control that so that you're not having negative thoughts or you're never trying to be sad or disappointed. Let yourself feel those things realize what you're feeling or thinking and think through that and deal with that and let it happen and then process that and work through it. So, you know, being mindful too is not just trying to always be positive. Being mindful is just listening to the way you're feeling or what you're thinking or being, you know, allowing yourself to exist and then engaging those things that are happening to you, not so much as controlling them. And maybe that didn't go without saying, or that didn't need to be said either. But just as we're talking about this, it does tie into other things. And the idea of 
letting things happen and then engaging with them rather than trying to constantly be in control and dictate every second of every day that's happening. You know, uh, being mindful is just recognizing what is happening and then going from there. I think at least the way that I I look, one way that I I can look at mindfulness too. You know, and and we're talking about being mindful and and using mindfulness to bring us joy. And I think probably part of this would be doing things that actually bring you joy. I'm sure if you were to think about it, I'm sure, and you probably wouldn't even have to think very hard, come up with a list, and maybe it doesn't have to be a physical list, maybe it's a mental list of the things that bring you joy. What do you, not, not, not what do people think you like, what do you actually like to do? What brings you joy? What, what, what do you enjoy doing? And then craft your day to allow those things to happen within your day. If you'd like to read, okay, great. Craft an opportunity for your day. Carve out some time, reorganize your day, restructure, whatever you got to do to make to fit that in. Whatever what if you like going for a walk, okay, great. Whatever you got to do to try to reorganize that to make it so that that is something that happens throughout your day. If you have things that you like to do, but you never do them, that's not very helpful for you. So imagine that you have control of your day. Take, take your, your job, take any responsibilities you have out of your day for a moment. Okay, your day is a clean slate. There's no lists, there's no, there's no anything you have to do. It's all things you want to do. All things you get to do. Now, organize your day in such a way that it would bring you the most joy, the most happiness, excitedness that you possibly can have. Understand, not every day can be like this, but let's carve out one day for you. What time do you get up? What do you, what's the first things that you do? What's going to be the best for you, the most joy for you to do? List it out, work it out, make it, live one day like that. I understand, you know, you have, you have a job, you have, you know, kids or whatever it is. I I get it. I get it. But in doing so, in doing so, that will give you the opportunity to actively think about the things that bring you joy. It'll give you the opportunity to focus on those things that you really like to do. And perhaps that will give you the opportunity to sneak in some of those days into your quote unquote, or some of those activities into your quote unquote normal day. Those things that you like to do. Maybe, maybe you get to do one thing, one thing that brings you absolute joy a week. And you have a time set aside, it's 15 minutes. You get 15 minutes to yourself to do that thing that you really like to do. Great. Plan it out. Make it happen. And I understand maybe planning it, it seems like it's a, ah, oh, it's a task. Okay. But if you want to do it, you need to find time for it to happen. It's not going to happen accidentally. It's not going to happen, you know, just because you want it to happen. Make it happen. Schedule it out. Again, I know it seems funny. You have to schedule time for fun, schedule time for, for joy. Okay. But up till now, if it hasn't been happening and you don't change anything, how is it going to happen? You have to change something. 
So if that means you have to schedule it out, schedule it out. On Saturday from 1 to 1.30, it's me time. I'm going to, after I eat my, my lunch, I'm going to go out for a walk because I like going for a walk. That brings me such joy and satisfaction from doing that. As I'm out for a walk, I get to clear my head. I get to be mindful about what I'm doing, whatever it is, whatever it is, but schedule it out, make time for, and maybe it's one time per, per, per week. Maybe you're crazy busy. It's one time per month. Fine. Whatever it is, make it happen though. Don't, don't hope that you find time for it to happen. Don't, don't, you know, schedule it. Otherwise, very likely it's not going to happen. Schedule it to happen and then commit to allowing it to happen because what will happen then is, especially if you're really busy, you will schedule it. Ah, you know what? I'm just going to push that back. I don't actually have to do that. I'm just, I'm going to move it. No, no, no. Schedule it out and then commit to making that happen. Allow yourself to experience that thing, that thing that brings you the most joy. And then as you're doing it, be as present, be as mindful as you possibly can be during that 15 minutes that is yours, that half an hour that is yours, whatever it is. Be as committed and and mindful and present as you possibly can be. And I think it would take one time doing it. I think one time you did it, you schedule it out, and then you go and do it, and you do it the best you can. You're present, you're focused, you're mindful of all the things. I think after that one time, you'll know, man, I'm going to make time. I'm, I'm, this is definitely going to happen again. That was awesome. One time, I think it would take for you to go and do that thing that brings you the most joy. And then it'll be a, it'll be a, a staple for your week, for your month, however you make it work. And if you do it one time per month, and you, you might find you want to do it a little more. Make it happen. I don't want. To, I, I don't necessarily want that to be the end yet. I, I, <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah it, again, it probably goes without saying too. But as you're doing that, don't make that the thing that gets you through your week. Don't spend your whole week being like, "Oh, I can't wait till Saturday and go on a walk and be by myself and clear my head." Have that prepared and ready so that you can stay mindful throughout the week. You can stay present in what you're doing, knowing that later you'll have that time to decompress or relax for yourself and, and really have that time to to be mindful and, and think about your thoughts and, and whatnot. But like we started this episode with pretty much is don't make that the one thing that gets you through and the only thing you're thinking about so that when you get there, it's like, oh, well, I put the stress of the whole entire week on this half an hour. And this isn't quite enough. It doesn't give me the relief that I thought it would. So what's the point in doing it? Or, you know, let me try again next time or whatever it is. Kind of balance that out too. And just, uh, I think like I said, the balance. And like Mr. Bean said too is, you know, there are things that you have to get done and responsibilities you have to take care of. We're not saying neglect those things and always do what makes you happy because then nothing would ever get done and you wouldn't have any money and your life would fall apart if you're only doing things that made you happy. You have to do things that you you necessarily don't want to do or there are things that you have to do in order to sustain your life. And the balance is important there. And doing things, finding something that brings you joy, 
and then doing something you have to do and making sure that those things are, are equal. So you're not always just doing things that make you happy and not getting anything productive done. You're not always doing productive things that make you unhappy, but you have a balance of both those things. So once a week, once a month, if you can make it every single day, you spend half an hour and do X, Y, or Z thing. Great. Create that balance for yourself. So you're able to be present and you're able to live in the moment and, and, and find joy in things that maybe didn't always give you joy because you're able to do things that do something that you know would give you joy and kind of help balance that out too. So I think that's a huge important thing too. I, I think I've talked about that in my own personal values and my own personal goals and having a balance in your life, I think is, is, is crucially important in being able to be present because, you know, you can only brute force things for so long before you get burnt out, which we've also talked about too. So, uh, you know, that balance I think is, is, essential in being able to be present and actually be mindful and thoughtful about what's happening to you. You know, and I think that part of this is a mindset shift and trying to find the joy and the balance and experience those things in the things you do on a daily basis. Look at things as opposed to you have to do these things as you get to do those things. And I think that shifting your mindset, shifting the way you think about those things will greatly improve the amount of joy that you experience from those things. And then on top of those things that you get to do, be mindful about those things. Be present, be focused, be aware of all of those things that you're doing. And think of joy on those things that you get to do? How can you do this thing that you have to do that's a mundane thing that you do every single day? How can you bring joy to that thing that you get to do? And I think that mindset shift will greatly improve the things that you do throughout the day. It'll allow you to realize that these aren't necessarily things that you have to do. But they are things that you, specifically you, the things that you get to do. And I think that probably is the biggest change and the biggest shift that will allow the joy to happen on the things that you get to do through the day. And I think that's a, a good stopping point for, for today. As we've talked about previously, the book that I am studying presently is Maps of Meaning by Jordan Peterson. I am slowly combing through, trying to gain as much information as I can. I have a, a dictionary often that is, that is handy near me so I can look up words that I, I don't yet know and, and can learn them as I, as I go to, to help to understand the text that I'm reading. Um, I, 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 get, I, I make no pains about it. I very, very likely will be on this book for a, a length of time still. I'm totally and, and adequately uh, accepting of that fact. Dude, at this point so far, have you gained anything from the book? Yeah. So there, there are a couple, a couple key takeaways. Um, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things that I think for me so far is the idea of he, he, so he puts forth in there that 
throughout time, we've had a huge number of civilizations that have lived. And some of them have been very religious in their thought process, and some of them have not at all been religious. Despite two very different mindsets, they're essentially living the same type of life in, in regards to essentially the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. And, and it, you know, I'm, I'm sure in a number of other things as well, but just to focus on that, whether you are very spiritual or not, you seemingly know right from wrong and you do the things that are right and you treat other, others the way that you want to be treated. And throughout time, from the beginning, despite what religion they may have or, or, or lack thereof, all these civilizations are living within accordance to those things. And that, to me, was, was really impactful. I, I have not thought about you know, history in that grander sense before. And not only like that, but not not only just in that grander sense, but in regards to how they live their life and, and despite whatever religious or, or lack thereof experience or, or beliefs that, that that civilization had, they're all relatively living the same kind of lifestyle, which is really interesting and is not something I thought about um, before. So that, to me, that and that was was you know, relatively early on um, in, in, in that book that I read that. But that is still something that is, is impactful to me. And I don't know how to, how to shape or use that per se in, in, in a day-to-day, but um, regardless, it is, it, that was probably the, the biggest takeaway that I've had so far from that. Yes, sir. So hopefully you enjoyed our, our talk today about being mindful and, and doing your best to bring joy to the things that you do throughout the day and the things that you get to do through the day. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, take initiative.